<laughs> Sour Patch Kids, Watermelon Red Bull. Also. Three, oh, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Untitled oh, you Podcast. With the what's up again? What's up? Well, what's good, everybody? What's good, what's good enough? Welcome back to Untitled with <laughs> <laughs> with Omari Fraser and Kelsey Matiri. Oh, Kelsey, you're hitting these intros like crisp. I had to do it to him. Crisp. <laughs> had to so do it. Crisp. That's thank so you, good. thank you, thank you. Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. We are one episode away from episode twenty. Yes, this is Don't nineteen. About that. Nineteen. I was just thinking about it. I'm like, oh, no, like this is this is a TV series right now. Like, oh, we're getting into it. Two or three more episodes, and that could be season one. Well, like, I mean, I guess it depends on what you're watching. What we're doing. Are we like a Netflix? Are we like like a Grey's Anatomy? Where oh. it's like twenty-three episodes. You never know. Like, I don't know how they divvy up the story, but I, yeah, because like some of them are twelve. I know Shameless is twelve because I'm watching that right now. Ooh, Shameless. That's yeah, nice. it's actually really good. If you um, haven't watched it, you should watch it. Yeah, shameless. yeah. One show me and Maddie just finished was uh, Bridgerton on Netflix. How was that? I've heard mixed reviews. Mixed reviews. <laughs> I, I thought I thought it was hilarious because he had like a very it represented a time, but they did it in an inaccurate way to which they added the inclusion of like, everyone mm-hmm. in English times. Everyone, I thought it was very funny. Really like, um very hilarious in his own own way um a lot of sex uh in the end you're just like i'll i'll, I'll give people the non trying to spoil it form review where like people are trying to the time of time of the month people are trying to get hooked trying to break break the broom um bunch of dances bunch of this and that a little bit of controversy um people get married um People are going to be so mad at you for this. Honeymoon. <laughs> Maybe there's a honeymoon phase. More controversy. More controversy. Uh, vows. Da 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 da. Spoiler so, alert. Maybe spoiler alert. I'll pull like a siren. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. <clears throat> My voice cracked for that. Um, but no, you were talking about that hot news play uh, Spotify playlist you're cooking up over there. Yeah. I have a. <clears throat> not to brag or anything, <laughs> but I have a, uh, uh, a strong playlist creation, um, feedback of full positivity. Everybody loves my playlists. I don't mean to brag, but it's true. Okay. Maddie loves them. The guys at work love them. <laughs> Do you, you didn't have Spotify for the longest time. You're on the Apple train. I, but I'll forgive I, you for that. It's kind of my brother has it with his friends and it's three bucks. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. I mean, three bucks a month. Like, I can easily give up with Tim's to have access to <laughs> Not that bad. No, seriously. <laughs> um, continue. But yeah, um, I've been cooking up some playlists um, because I feel like I... Uh, I change what I listen to frequently, and but I tend to, like, listen to the same sort of vibe. But I needed to separate it because... It's not summer anymore. We're not on the uh, Sour Patch Kids and Watermelon Red Bull vibes right now. That was the summer vibe. And it is a good playlist. <laughs> Maddie, Maddie loves that playlist. Shout out to Maddie. Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's, that's deep. Uh, I know I, I, I was telling you about I Actually, I didn't bring this up, but one of the kids, um, I guess I'm helping manage with online coaching and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he asked me for, oh, like, what's your playlist for um, working out? And right now, like, I haven't given much attention to music, and I'm quite outdated. But, like, my, I've been listening to, like, a lot of music with no vocals to them. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like... Yep. Um, just, I don't know, like... Instrumental. Hans, instrumental, Hans Zimmer, um, Explosion in the Sky, Departure from Sea. Oh, like... Very weird stuff. I know I get it. I listen to weird stuff. I'm not trying to listen to music right now that talks about drugs, uh, drugs, guns, and I don't know, gangs and all that. Like, hey, man, not all music talks about that kind of stuff. True. I just like to feel the moment, you know, like when I'm by myself working out, like I'm, I'm really feeling the moment. But anyways, that's good. I need to hook me up with some Kelsey playlists. In fact, we should, we should probably do an episode where you can give... Uh, a Kelsey playlist. Ooh. You know, if you if you feel like you want to gift the people who are entitled a Kelsey playlist, you can Ooh. give them a rundown or possibly a, a full Instagram post and the link to, like, the entitled peeps. That's the thing. I feel... <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hear me out. I feel a little protective over my music because some of the stuff, like, are absolute hidden gems. Mm-hmm. absolute hidden gems and i feel like if i tell the people what the hidden gems are they're just gonna skyrocket and you'll be hearing it every <laughs> second song and i'm not i don't know i feel a little protective but i do have good tunes so you know maybe right. we can we'll come a, up with something we'll there a playlist wrap off battle off where like you put your playlist up a guy's another person's playlist and then that might be an idea like i know but that's tricky though because taste in music is so different like i have a lot of like i have like rap stuff i have a country playlist i have slow country i have like surfy vibes um i got like uh i call them like it's it's called the playlist is called keeping it on the dl beats which are like a little bit more of like i don't know let me see um we got some we got a little bit of Drake. We got some Anfa Rose in there. Black, some St. John. Um, you know, like, maybe, like, some stuff like that. Like, some little, uh. We got Bones. I don't know. It's, we got a lot of different stuff. And then we have, like, mixes. Oh, see, I could go on forever, man. <laughs> and you got, like, the feel-good tunes. Sure, like, sure like, you you're, like, you're going on a road trip with your best pals. It's summertime. Ooh. True. The vibes. Okay. Let's, we gotta uh, go. We gotta, we, we gotta get our guest on here. We do. Um, Don't get me talking um, about music, man. <clears throat> yes, you're very very heated, very protective. <laughs> Next thing you know, you gotta like, pass it on your Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's public, so you can find me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, with our guest here today, I remember, I'm really excited for this. This is a guy I had to, I had to hunt down for four months. Oh my god, for so and long. Back and forth. I knew he was gonna be such gold because. He's a very well, well-averse, well-spoken Definitely. person. Um, very well-traveled as well. His, his passport has more chapters in it than the encyclopedia. That might have been rhyme as well. But it has a, a, a <laughs> stickers from a bunch of different countries, right? From Edmonton, raising Calgary. Not an Oilers fan. He's a hometown Calgary Flames fan. Back to when we get the Flames in the Dome. Hockey right? starts. Hockey Ooh. is starting. Hockey starting? It will be started by the time this comes out. Nice. Hopefully, we're able to go to some games. Um, but please, welcome on our guest, Reese Rukanuma. 
What's going on? What's going on? Super excited to be on the show here. Um, yeah, I, uh, I love you guys' playlist. You know, <laughs> uh, your sound like um, my meditation playlist, I think. You know, yeah. the, the ocean sounds, the instrumentals, yeah. And then uh, I'm curious what genre yours is in, Kelsey. I'll show you. I'll send you my it. Spotify. Oh, I, I got oh, you. I got I got the DL playlist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got you. VIP. I got yeah. it. Yeah. Sweet, yeah. Any any untitled guests get access to the Kel- Kelsey um, playlist? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's a deal. One yeah, yeah. Subscription. <laughs> you can only stay for a month. That actually might be an idea. Could you imagine? Jot that down. Jot that down. Shh. Okay, Don't I'll talk about it too loud. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. Are we not going to talk about it or? No, I was just joking. Okay, okay. But like, what if you're going to put your your Spotify playlist? on OnlyFans for like five bucks. Oh, shit. <laughs> I can make bank. <laughs> no feet. None of, the, <laughs> none, of, none of the activities of what girls are doing on there, but Spotify playlist. Banger playlist. Yeah. I'm surprised that's not like a, a big time thing to where it's like monetize your Spotify playlist. Like if you got a banging playlist, five bucks, True, true. But like Kelsey is saying, everybody's got different taste in music, right? Yeah, it's right? true. You, know, you never know. Your playlist could be a banger for you, but not for someone people, else. Like a playlist, <clears throat> like a song. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, that's why it hits off. But a full playlist, that's dedication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard to make, too. They're hard to, like, create. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> or people pay you, like, go on Fiverr and be like, hey, I'll, I'll create. Um, <laughs> Good idea. I like where this is I'll create. No, no, no. No, you get a vibe. You get a vibe going. You get right? a vibe going, and then they'll be like, "Hey, this is the vibe we're going for. We're for the ambiance." Um, oh, create, create the playlist. Like, say it's for our coffee shop. All right, a little hip, little hipster coffee shop somewhere in San Francisco. I don't know wherever. And they say, "Hey, make us playlists every week." That's crazy. And you know what? Whoa. That just jogged. Sorry. Sorry, that jogged my memory because I was in um what 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 is that store community health foods yeah. today? I had to run in there and I, as I was in there, I was like, oh, I like this song. And then another one comes on, I'm like, oh, I like this song. And I'm like, why are they playing my playlist <laughs> in this store right now? I'm not even kidding you. There was like, I swear they had my playlist playing in their store because it was it was all the same. It was wild. It blew my mind a little bit, but then I was a little freaked out, so I walked away. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. What, what were you saying there, Reese? Uh, it's, oh, man, it slipped away from me now. Slipped away. Oh, uh, the vibes. The vibes. How do you like... I was saying, no, because like, you go into a coffee house, right? You find a coffee house that you like. And yeah. They've got good vibes going. They've got a good playlist going. Then you go back the next day or a couple days later, same same playlist. This is why your fiber idea, I like. I like it a lot, mm. you know? Change it up. Say this is the vibe I want for this week. I like it. Or I guess mm-hmm. you can just, yeah, I don't know. Or just to get like an updated version, like a subscription yeah. in a way. Yeah. 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 Like if you own a business, you should think about doing that. Yeah. For or Kel- hit me up. Kelsey, she's <laughs> on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> interrupt her constant playlist updates. For vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll actually, busy. I will share my music. If you really <laughs> want it, there's only a few people that have my music, but if you want it, Hit me up. I might share it with you. Yeah. Give give a quick DM. (laughs) Roll the dice. All right. So let's get into it, Reese. Um, 
We got some yeah. good stuff. That's some good stuff. Real I good know, stuff. <clears throat> I met you through a mutual friend of ours. Yep, yep. Um, Victoria. I wonder if I can say her last name or not. No, nah, just keep it out. Okay. I think I might get a text from her back being like, you could have said my name. I want the clout. <laughs> and then again, she's not the kind of person who wants the clout. You know, she keeps to herself. There's a school, goes to the mountains, does some hikes. Um, skis. You're skiing a, a whole bunch. Yeah, jealous. I'm a lot right now. Jealous. I'm very jealous. I wish I could be in the mountains. I need to go actually to the mountains. Or Me too. So. I think I got a trip booked for the 24th. Ooh, nice. Ooh, lucky. Not, not very, like, I've been out a couple times. Sunshine. No, <clears throat> not sunshine. Just Louise. Got to mm-hmm. hit up sunshine. I wish I did with the powder and everything that we just got. But, like, nice. I heard people were getting turned away at, like, 7.15 a.m. A.m.? Like, no, it's been insane. And, like, the hills open at 9 a.m. This is this is just what I've heard, like, word of mouth, so, like, don't quote me on it. But, mm. yeah, like, you show up at 7.50, like, nor- normal time, or at least for me, you know, you kind of, what is it to sunshine, like, an hour and a half, hour 40, hour and a half, no, maybe just over an hour. Anyways, yeah, show up for, like, what, 8.15? That mm. gives you 45 minutes to kind of get your gear, get up to the hill, get the uh, gondola up. But, uh, yeah, no way, 7.15? I mean, bring a, maybe a, bottle of Bailey's or something yeah. <laughs> Have some coffee and Bailey's wake yourself up I don't know it's um, true though yeah. my sister was gonna go on uh last week and I remember getting like a snapchat of her like still in the car and then they didn't even end up going and I'm pretty sure it's because they couldn't even get up yeah, there no we, we we wanted to go to sunshine at that like Whack. what was it almost, almost a meter a couple of weeks ago that but pal just carried on to Louise Louise is so good though. The backside of that mountain, ooh, my favorite. Mm. Yeah, I like it. So I, good. I definitely like. I, I think one time I was in Sunshine, and my girlfriend at the time back way like nineteen. I was nineteen actually. We did like an overnight um, was it a ski trip. Maybe a ski trip. We did an overnight ski trip there. Maybe. maybe. I. Maybe I know we did overnight. I'm not sure. I, I can't. I can't remember the ski part. But it was super nice just to be out there and in the um, in the mountains, on the mountainside and everything. And he goes snowshoeing and all that. I'm like, oh, that sounds really cool. I should definitely revisit that. Now I mentioned that. I'm like, oh, that might be a date idea for Valentine's Day coming up. Nice. What? I posted in the group chat a voice message about I, louise did you not listen to it i did not listen to that one my bad <gasps> <laughs> that's heart crushing no I, I, it's I, okay i opened it but i saw like a bunch and i had like a little bit of time to like look at them and i was like okay i need to get yeah. back to this and then the day went off yeah it's because we were all talking and you were busy so yeah. it's okay i well, forgive yeah. you when when all you girls talk, I'm just like, well, I will <laughs> be here in the side. <laughs> yeah, that's okay, though. Can we, can we take a moment, though, to, like, seriously touch on how grateful we are to live so close to mountains? Like, oh, my God. People during this time who are stuck at home don't really have many, um, you know, outdoor activities that they can do around them mm-hmm. and have to, like, quarantine or isolate. Facts. Yeah, you know what I mean? 100% facts. Like, we have so many options. I And, and personally, like, I haven't felt too touched by covid um just because i've been able to get out you know go Mm -hmm. hiking or um go skiing or whatnot obviously uh, abiding by the the rules but but still like the ability to have that opportunity is definitely uh, very very grateful for and and the thing too about that is you if you have a vehicle or you know someone with a vehicle you don't even have to get out of the car 
Like you can just go for a drive to the mountains, and that is like satisfying too. You need you need some fresh air. You need some you need some fresh air. Well, <laughs> what I mean is like being in the mountains. I feel like is like I'm using like air quotes like healing almost. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes when I like need to go for a drive, I'll just like drive out there, and like if you get out, cool. If you don't, at least it's like well. It is very nice to be able to go out to um, the mountains because I do find the mountains very healing and um, exposing <laughs> just to have that natural air just flowing through you. Not just like blowing by you, but like flow through you. It's right? crisp. Let, let it let it hit your body and go through your body and like leave all your troubles. Yes. You know? If you're looking for a sign to go to the mountains, this is it. Go to the mountains. Yeah. Go to the mountains. If you live close. It. Go for a hike, just be able to get out and and enjoy. And actually, more than enjoy, but just be grateful that we do live close to the mountains because mm-hmm. like, we're so spoiled. Hour drive, and you're just in Canmore, like, mm. and there alone, you could do some stuff there. Fifteen minutes more in Banff, maybe another twenty-five half hour mm-hmm. in Lake Louise. And if you really want to push it, Jasper. That's long, though. That's long. That's yeah. long. That's like, that, that's that's like four, long four and a half, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. on the long side yeah. of it, but that's still being able to go and do things on the mountainside. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you don't have to do, like, the touristy stuff either. Like, uh, last week I took my dog to the dog park there mm-hmm. just to get away and, like, go be in the mountains. Like, you, if you have a dog, that's sweet. If you're going to go there anyways, take it with you. Like, there's so many options. You don't have to, like, just go and, like, walk around. Yeah. Nice or go for a hike. The Alberta road trip. It's just quick mountain. Oh, yeah. But speaking of road trips or more trips in general, I know Greece, that's an area yes. which you're, you're definitely very well traveled. Yeah, you, you, know? could, you, you could say that. I mean, there's definitely people that trump me five, six times over, 100%. But um, yeah, once again, grateful for the travels that I, I was mm. able to have. Yeah. Was, was that at a time... I assume, it was, was it more like after high school, you're like, I'm just going to go travel, or after after high school and a bit of life, you said, let's just pack up and, and go explore the world? Yeah, no, um, I had a year after high school, just kind of upgrading, doing my thing, mm-hmm. my thing's mountain biking, love downhill biking, um, and then, uh, yeah, like way back when, or I guess my, my, my parents were both travelers, uh, my dad specifically, he... Uh, he was cycling in New Zealand, traveled all over Australia and whatnot. Um, didn't didn't quite get to the the number of countries I guess I did, but I uh, still had a really valuable experience and and wanted me to have that. So I was uh, lucky enough, I guess, for him to value that so much. He gave me a one way plane ticket on my 18th birthday mm-hmm. um, to wherever, with the promise that I don't come back for a year. I don't know if it's because he was tired <laughs> of me or or what, but. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, no, because it, it, it just kind of forces you to, to be in an environment that you're not used to, that you're uncomfortable with. And like mm-hmm. at 18, right? Like you're just, you're just figuring stuff out, right? So to land in a new country and be like, okay, I'll look at my bank account and where do I want to go? What can I afford? And how long can I make it last? Yeah. <laughs> right? And you slowly learn the ways of hammocks and beaches and, and whatnot because you run out of money for hostels. Yeah. Anyways, um, that is. That's, I didn't. I didn't know that. Like your dad really just said, "All right, like happy birthday." Yeah, yeah, and I, <laughs> and I mean, I, I know that not everybody gets an opportunity like that. So um, it was like it was that or going to university, and I was like, one way ticket to beaches or university. 
what do you guys think? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it was it was it was a pretty simple choice for me. Mm. Um, but I actually left with Victoria's brother, John. Mm. Yeah, mm. John and I went. He he joined me for the first month. Yeah. Um, and then and then uh, departed back to start university. So then yeah. I, I carried on. At that point, I was out of money. It took one month for me to oh. drain funds. And I mean, like <laughs> you know, I was learning how to live the the traveling life, right? Yeah. Like you start out being the, I guess you could say a tourist, right? You're doing all the crazy things, wet Sundays, uh, diving, uh, um, Great Barrier Reef, skydiving, you know, all that stuff. But like you don't take into account how much money it burns, right? But it, uh, yeah, it actually landed me in in a place that um, I probably value the most out of all all of my travels. It was one one month in Tol- Tolga, Australia, in the Atherton Tablelands out back because I was out um, of money and I needed money. And what what do you do in Australia? Well, you can get a one year visa um, with the government, right? And then to get a second year visa back then, I'm, I think the rules have changed now, but back then. You had to do 88 days on a farm or agriculture work. Um, so I applied for a job on a blueberry farm. That's and, awesome. And I was planting blueberry plants uh, for three months. And I met so many, so many friends there. I've got friends all over the world that I um, later went and, and traveled to and got to stay with them and whatnot. Um, it, it's, it's just crazy. And that was the first time as well that I got to... Um, just kind of like be myself, right? Growing up, um, <laughs> this, this is where it's just going to keep going here. What's like, I'm going to take a drink of water. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. So I just want to clarify really quick. You went to Australia for that first year? Yeah. Uh, yeah when sure. you turned 18? Okay. okay. It, it, was, it, was meant to, uh, it was meant to be one year total travels. And I thought, you know, I'd do Australia, yeah. maybe something in between, and then a little bit of Europe and head back. And then I spent a year in Australia. And, that was, and, then, and then I had to take another year after that. I'm like, I'm not going home after one country. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, um, super, super special time. Um, yeah, I, I, I got to kind of find myself in a way, really, because before, like, you don't, you don't realize it um, in at least the first world society that I know how, how much you're kind of de- uh, determined from by other people's opinions and whatnot and just kind of fitting in with the culture. There's not like, there's few people, or not few people, I guess, but um, it's not as prevalent to just be yourself, right? Because you're worried about these outside pressures that are looking in. Um, but when you're traveling, what, who knows you? Who's there? Like mm-hmm. nobody that you're ever gonna see again. So you can be yourself, totally, right? And Tolga, Australia, for me was that was that first place that I got to land. Um, uh, growing up, like how I know Victoria, going mm-hmm. back to Victoria is uh, through dance. I grew up a dancer, um, and a male dancer is like, <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, you're you're an outcast. You're you're on the side. Um, you know, you got the typical stereotypes. So um, just kind of learning to, uh, I guess, be okay with yourself or whatever. But um, I think that really aided in me being able to, like the open, not opening up, but uh, being able to talk about dance and be accepted way more valuable. And that's what happened in Togo, Australia. And it wasn't just the dance, it was just me in general. I got to, um, yeah, like to be like, oh, so you did ballet. And usually here it's kind of like, uh, yeah, cool, man. Like, you know, laughing on the side. But there it's like, wow, like, like how many years, like what level or like, and just kind of get into it because people are interested. 
because you're you're another story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to yeah just just kind of find myself and just slowly learn that people were okay with who I actually was. So mm-hmm. so grateful um, that I learned that again a month in. I was I was working for three three months on the blueberry farm, but one of the most special times to me. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a cool story. Yeah, that is a cool cool story. So one year Australia. And I definitely feel like it was definitely more of a story because you ran out of money from like, I guess you ran out of Canadian money because you brought that with you. Yeah. And then one month in like, Kate, you're working on a farm. Therefore, you got to take your work the entire way, saving up to, to go next. Um, I want to hear some of the stories of like what you have to do to go from place to either the next place and um, other journeys because you said there's another year of travel, right? Yeah, that's kind of, I mean, like within that one year of Australia, I did a little uh, side detour with a good buddy of mine, Zach. We, we in high school, um, switched from French to Mandarin. So we okay. did three years in Mandarin. Don't ask me if I can say anything in Mandarin. <laughs> I say, uh, my name is Reese. Nihoma Wotamingza Shuris. But that's about it. Uh, I don't think I can even count to 10 anymore. Zach's going to probably beat me up for how I pronounce that or the rest of the community that speaks um, Mandarin. But um, yeah, so I went and visited, we, we met in the Philippines. That was my first third world country. That was a crazy experience. Landing at 2 a.m., Zach, Zach landed two days later. So I landed in the Philippines in Manila at 2 a.m. Uh, first third world country and like reading, you know, a little bit of the reviews of like how to get around because Manila can be a dangerous uh, country, I guess, especially for, foreign, for foreigners not knowing whatever. And like me, a Caucasian male, blonde, like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a price tag, just a dollar sign walking around. <laughs> I, I feel like, you know what I mean? Totally out of place. Um, so yeah, just like, you know, there's like situations like that, that you don't get to, I think, experience here, at least with the frequency that you do traveling. Right. And that's like, I had to, be able to navigate and like trust and and uh tr- trust myself that I can you know get there and fate would keep me in good hands get me mm-hmm. to the to our hostel um but yeah Philippines was crazy we did two weeks I say motorbikes we did a motorbike trip for two weeks I was on a moped nobody knows though <laughs> maybe everybody now but uh, <laughs> but yeah no uh it was crazy we just we bought hammocks uh we flew to Puerto Princesa which is just another island in the Philippines we bought hammocks, left our bags at the hostel in the main, on the main like city there and did two weeks of this motorbike trip uh, up the beaches and just slept on, like slung our hammocks, lit fires on the beach. And he, he's a great musician. Shout out Heston. <laughs> Go look him up. SoundCloud. Uh, love the guy. But um, yeah, no. And, and that was crazy. The third world experience. Um, the, or third world. Yeah. For, yeah. Third world. Um, first time. Third world country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so unique with it is the third world and and I guess like I can imagine landing maybe like the last touch of like oh this is a first world luxury and then it's like hey you like get to your hostel was there a taxi or do you have to like walk or? yeah there was taxis but like half the taxis were like like totally like they they looked like a taxi but they weren't a taxi and like you could pay them money. But, uh, to take you places, but like if they took you to the right places or if they took you to. How do you, how do you know that though? Like, is there, it was just like some 
you know, like deep, not deep research, but like kind of going through stuff of other people's experiences and whatnot and be like, hey, the taxis directly out the front door are not actually metered taxis, right? Or like when you get in, like make sure they turn on the meter or I, I don't know. I, I forget it now, but there there is <laughs> some. It's where it's like your, yeah. your street smarts was probably elevated to a yeah. level where it's like, yeah. all right, like no, like no, it doesn't say no messing around because it could have consequences, but like, you know, the extra awareness. Honestly, and, and with the with the rest of the third world countries um, I travel to, I, I believe, I mean, like, you got to kind of, you know, there, there's luck and then there's being unlucky, but um, common sense, you're, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Even, even the language, like, we're so, with the internet now, we're so connected that, like, English, um, coming from Canada here, like, English was totally fine. I never felt really that I was in a dire situation where I was like, I don't know the language, I'm wherever, right? Because like, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, to add to, to the trips and everything, um, that's so, where did you, you rate, I guess, your level of street smart going through, like, was there a big learning curve when you left Australia? So I want to know, I want to know where, like people like to say the street smarts, where it's like, you know, Way around, where did you find yourself having the biggest kick of like, oh, we gotta have more of this awareness inclined? Up. It, it was it was that night I landed in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. I, I had I like to add to it. I had no data. I had no phone. I had no internet. I was gonna say with that, right? Like, like phone, I did yeah. I did all the research before, and I like to think I'm a pretty prepared person. So I like you know downloaded the maps to the hostel on my phone and whatnot, or the areas like you know how you can download the area mm-hmm. that I needed to download and whatnot, and even the areas around just in case we got lost or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then you land there and you're like cut off from the internet, and I think I ended up like going back in and paying something stupid like 75 bucks for a gig and a half of data and a cell phone number with like, I don't know, like maybe a hundred minutes on it or something like that just to pop in and have something to get there. (laughs) But but yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just common sense. Like, and then, and then since then it was like, I, the next country I went to after Australia was um, Vietnam and Thailand. Um, And I mean, that the, like yeah just carry that common sense through and no worries no mm-hmm. problems no mm-hmm. problem. at that point you're like oh yeah like we can continue to cruise and just not say cruise but you i guess you once you had that first experience you knew okay i can always handle what's coming next yeah exactly that's so, awesome that's good i have a question though um yeah. so Two, I guess it's sort of two questions so how has traveling like directly affected your life and like who you are as a person today and also like what what is something that you would say to others who want to travel i mean obviously we have covid right now and like you know all that good stuff but outside of that like directly impacted me um yeah like who you are today like how is traveling yeah no um it like i said it it got let me know myself um and and it let me um kind of understand how to just go with the flow. Like, like I said, I'm somebody who's always like, likes to be prepared for everything and I'll overpack. Like I left with a massive backpack, did not need two thirds of the backpack. Like it was a 60 liter backpack, man. <laughs> like I figured out the, the secrets of uh, 40 liter um, carry on travel and that's it. Like that's your life in a 40 liter bag that you take on the airplane and 
oh, it's so much better. Um, but yeah, just to go with the flow, because like, you know, like uh, kind of piggybacking off that, you don't have everything in a 40 liter backpack for every situation or, you know, wherever you're traveling, you're not going to be prepared for every situation. And sometimes you just got to take adversity as it comes and see it as an opportunity rather than adversity um, and, and just kind of smile and enjoy the process. That's li literally what it is. Enjoy the ride of life. I love that. I, I bought a shirt in Australia and it just says enjoy the ride um, because that, that's all it is. You, you can't, you're not in control of what life throws at you, but you are in control with how you react to it. So that's uh, definitely huge. It impacted me hugely that way. Um, and then to kind of a piece, a piece of advice for people who want to go traveling is just um, take yourself with you as much as you can and be able to be open-minded, to have your mind like cracked open, right? Like you don't hold on to your ways. You, you soak in, you absorb all the cultures, all the, you know, the foods, the taste, the um, experiences, the languages, the people, and you just, you just soak it all in. But um, yeah, just keep an open mind, honestly. Don't, don't think you're going to have one experience or another or traveling with a friend too. And not that it's the worst idea, but be prepared to split up because you guys have different likings, right? And, and you might value beach time and pina coladas way more than somebody else values climbing a mountain. And if that means that you guys separate and, uh, you know, meet new people who like to do that. And then those people are going on a like for example, a motorbike trip through the back roads of Vietnam for two weeks. That wasn't my plan, but I just rode, rode the wave of, uh, <laughs> of what kind of got thrown at me and uh, followed my interest and stuff. So open-mindedness, keep an open mind. Mm -hmm. that's, that's some good advice. That's some yeah. big, Solid. big advice there. And, and with that as well, we're, it's, it's funny you say when you have to split apart, you know, good friends will say like, hey, you want to do that? Go. Cool. Like when we we'll yeah. be back here in a couple of days, we'll talk about it, share our times and keep going forward. Yeah, I meant I've, I remember in Vietnam, I, I like you kind of as a backpacker traveler, you either travel north to south or south to north. Um, I was going north to south and all along the way, you just met up with people that like uh, you met on your first night there. Or your, you know, your first few couple of days partying in, uh, oh man, hey, not Heilong, Hanoi. I think it's Hanoi, the northern country, or the northern uh, city in, in Vietnam. But anyways, um, and then as you travel down Vietnam, you just randomly bump into them on the street in a city that's more south. And then it happened to me in Thailand that like I just flew from Vietnam to Thailand and like a random person is there. So you just meet people all over and you just like your paths kind of, intertwine and go apart but you know you got to be supportive whether that's a friend or somebody new that you're meeting mm -hmm. we and piggy off what kelsey's question was about those travels um shaped you for for life and your experiences this is now i want to tie in the entrepreneurial side of you as well yeah i know you're very business-minded this is I guess we we relate a lot. Like when I was saying like Fiverr and all this, you're like, oh, like this is pretty Yeah, I like that. I was like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna get into business together or something, you know? Hey, it's, hey, I, hey. it's good ideas. It's, it's right. It is definitely something that you know we can always we always discuss and seeing back. And I'm sure like those experiences about life and traveling and getting out, you probably saw like problems or solutions where you're like, hey, let's. 
bring them back to Cal, bring them back to Calgary and, and do that, or at least then are more inclined to do things on their own. Because that's something where um, I know for a summer you had your own landscaping company. Yeah, right? yeah. I remember seeing you on LinkedIn. Yeah, for a cu- couple of years. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was following that journey. <laughs> so there, there's some people that are like, oh, nice. And then there's other people that are just shaking their heads. Ryan, I know you're up there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I, it, it was hard. It was hard coming back from traveling because it, it was two years I was away that I did that I did all those countries and um, two years of just open mindedness, going with the flow, meeting like minded people who are also open minded. And you come back to the real world where people are in their box of what society kind of judges them as. Um, and, and they and they put the, they allow themselves to be in that box for good reason because the rest of society like you know they're not acceptant of uh, kind of you just being yourself all the time. You have to uh, implement that yourself, right? You have to kind of uh, give that off. Um, so coming back was hard to try and fit into a society that wasn't, um, in my perspective, as open-minded as the world that I just came from right in terms of like the travel and the people i was meeting and whatnot so then uh i i always loved medicine i always loved science totally changed topic here but uh i went into biomedical health sciences at the ufc there university of calgary um for a couple years and and even though i was really enjoying the content like it just felt so so limiting um in terms of you know it was very structured as it should be right my, my plan was to become a dentist I, I wanted to become a dentist since i was a little kid um and and then just kind of yeah kind of i went i i guess i say a turtle shell just went back into the shell right got vulnerable a little bit um was really worried about what other people thought of me and, and stuff because because I, I was just like different than everybody else or i felt different than everybody else um yeah, and I think one of the, the biggest things, I, I so I, I met a girl traveling, a German girl. I, I learned German when I was traveling for the rest of the time and whatnot. And, and um, yeah, and we we ended up, like, we're still really good friends, but we ended up cutting it off, and, and we ended up cutting it off the day before my organic chemistry final. Um, so I, like, Ooh. bombed that. And, like, great grades through, through the semester, and then that, because it's, like, such a heavily weighted final, mm-hmm. it, like... Um, I, I didn't pass the course. This is the first course I, I didn't pass or like even was close to having a, uh, you know, a bad grade on a course. Um, and it kind of, it kind of started the domino of asking myself what I really wanted to do. And it was a conversation with my dad as well. Cause you know, I was like, it, it that, that not, not having that course impacted my next semesters and, um, my you know that that winter as well I was supposed to go and see the girlfriend in Germany like we're back and forth for three years Mm. long distance that's hard (laughs) but um yeah and I was like you know what I I really I really just want to ski going back to ski in here grateful again but like I just really wanted to ski and it was a conversation with my dad like what do you want to do and yeah I, I really had to ask myself that question yeah I think it's important to ask yourself that question, though, especially when you're feeling the way that you're explaining, you know, like you just yeah. felt, I don't know. I feel like travel, traveling just opens people's eyes so much. And then, mm. like you said, you like come back to a reality and are like, what? For why? 
you know? Yeah. Why, why, why be close-minded? Why mm-hmm. stay in one lane? Why not question other possibilities, what you could do? Um, yeah, that, that just kept trickling on, um, getting, getting back into business here. I asked myself um, kind of like what, what I was excited about in terms mm-hmm. of dentistry because I also was like, this, this is a long process. This is going to be a 12-year pro- uh, process to like kind of own my own practice and whatnot. Um, and, and I asked myself, what do I really want? What, what am I excited about? What I was excited about was like how the dentist office would be run, the optics of it, um, you know, the, the environment. That's what I love about my dentist office right now. Um, and I was like, that's, that's business. And then it clicked. And I'm like, at that point, it's, it was like I, five or six years I had ran my landscaping company. And I was like, whoa. And, and, and random, that, that, that was the same time that I had failed that course. And so I, took an, I decided to take an easy next semester and just took two biomedical courses and needed a third one to fill the spot. And I wanted to take just two days a week, but I was at school from like nine till 7 p.m. And the only one that fit in the other spot was entrepreneurship. And I walked into that room and just, you know, like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, this business this is kind of like, you know, you get a brand yourself or be an entrepreneur. It's all part of it. And uh, walked in. And after the first class, I was like, my people, this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is it. Like, wow. I was so stoked that that night because I, I found I found what I was kind of looking for. That that's, um, you know, like, what do you want? And then it just trickled down from there um, into into my even current business ventures mm-hmm. from that point. What what are some of your ventures? <laughs> if you can talk about them or you want to talk about them. Yeah, no worries. I can I can touch on them. Um, so I uh, I'm building a tech company right now. It's called Snaply. Um, and we're just kind of, it's in the advertising space. So kind of redefining how consumers engage with advertising um we're at like ground zero literally incorporated yesterday so some super exciting uh strides forward um but yeah we're, we're just kind of that's in cool space. that's awesome yeah that's a big step right there yeah yeah i know i got an awesome founding team and uh we're we've just been grinding it out oh there's so there's so much good <laughs> good stuff here so like yeah, we. Where do I start? It, okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. So I'm not stuck on this forever. I'm gonna domino this down. We got biomed. We got me wanting to be a dentist. Um, you know, switch. So I took the entrepreneurship course that uh, in, instigated or was a catalyst for me to switch to business at Sate. Heard great things. Went to Sate. Loved Sate. I, I felt like it was more more my more my thing. Kind of you connect yeah. with. I felt the instructors more than a, a, a classroom with hundred percent, right? Yeah, and and like your, your your instructors are your friend; they want the best for you. Um, I got into a couple of club, or not a couple, of, oh, I guess a couple of clubs, but um, some networking clubs that led me to um, meeting Craig Eilis, who's a huge networking guru here in in Calgary, um, and kind of told them that. You know, it was even back then I was thinking about this app and this tech. Um, he recommended me to a contact of his, and that contact worked at Neil. 
and this mm-hmm. is where we you know we kind of we, we met last time in, in September exactly yeah so um, if you guys don't know Neo Financial is a new bank here in Canada they're kind of a is it more of a bank yeah yeah of, it, okay because I thought it was more like financial institution they're yeah their 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 mission here is to um, become one of the next big five. Okay. Kind of revolutionize banking in, in a new way, integrating tech. Um, and yeah, su- super down. But um, it's it's also the ex-founders of Skip the Dishes. So they sold Skip the Dishes and have started this new bank. Um, great, great community of people. I love the environment. But um, that contact, you know, I sat down, had coffee with her. Love networking and meeting people. Um so had coffee with her and then I got a call like, or I think a text four months later, hey, we have like some internship opportunities open. I got to tour the office like way back when, um, got really excited about it. It's a Google space. She hit me up and said, yeah, we have some internship opportunities. I'm like, great. I was on the uh, phone with one of the co-founders of Skip the Dishes the next day. And uh, initially they told me no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> kind of kind of fueled the fire to get my own thing going. Um, but then they called me back and I, I spent the last, uh, not last three months, but from September to November working like probably 10 feet from one of the co-founders and just being in the environment, um, of a crazy, um, like amazing, uh, community of people who are just forward thinking and driven, um, and open-minded. So that was amazing. Uh, love, love that opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's, that's awesome that, um, I like how you gave us the full, the full, the full, the full run up to now. So like, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, Kelsey's making some notes. And when you made the switch over, um, so no, I, cause I, you, when you told me about this, when you just said you transferred to state, I remember you messaging me, being like, hey man, like, how's the program at state? And I remember like on our Instagram message, like, oh, it's, this is, and like, I like the small classroom sizes and just, I, I, I knew, that was gonna really be a, a good spot for you because I mean, from the house parties we were at and the talking and <laughs> catching up with, um, that was something which is nice. And I completely agree with you on what state offers in that program. Right, it's definitely more um, relatable, and I have I always did like how the instructors, especially in the entrepreneurship class at state, I, I had a te- I had a professor for his name. Um, but he was a guy where he's like, yeah, like had his degrees, but he's like, I've ran like four businesses, right? I do one now, I'm here, but he he could teach us the content that was relevant. They're, they're in the space. Yeah, and they're in the right? space. They're, he, it's current, they're, they're there with you. Like, uh, like even now, um, I still keep up with, with some of my mentors and, and, and instructors from, from those courses. Um, and and just like some amazing opportunities from mm-hmm. say yeah absolutely i actually still have the slides from class tonight <laughs> but if i have my plug into my monitor i, I pull up the slides if we can go we can go through that yeah, yeah um but it was definitely big to to have have say in, in those relations because you know i don't have friends where they'd be like yeah my class is 300 people and it's just you take all this information and spit it out on a test and while I remember so vividly where this entre- that entrepreneurship class he would just say okay textbook don't need it I'm just going to follow the course syllabus right? I'll, I'll 
tell you what you need to know. Um, I'm gonna give you all, all the points and everything that you're gonna need to know to like course wise, but then you know, big project like present the business to me. And that was something you need to remember group and it was nice to get a full scale of everything. It's practical. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. it's it's directly relatable to what you're what you're what you're gonna do in industry. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, why not? You know, there there is a time or there is um a place for universities with um teaching more theoretical I guess mm -hmm. um aspects or, or whatnot, you know, like doctor, dentist, engineer, whatnot, you, you need you need the foundation yeah right but when it comes to business when it comes to life failure and experience trumps all that's how you learn that's the quickest way to learn mm -hmm. so why not teach along those guidelines that um allow you to practically apply the knowledge to where you're going to fail and learn the most from mm -hmm. which is experiences mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i feel like sate just in general um, is such a powerhouse for that. I went to say it as well. I didn't take business. Um, but when I, when I'm listening to you guys talking, I'm like, yeah, I totally get it. I like, I, even though they're two different programs, I took architecture there. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. yeah, but like, it's so hands on, like, that's, what's so good about it. doesn't matter what program you're in. It's so hands-on because you actually have the opportunity to like get one-on-one -on -one help if, if you don't understand something. And I, I feel like when I compare my education at SAIT to um, people who went to university for architecture or who continued their edu education at, at a university, um, so different, so different. Like you, you, for architecture anyways, you straight up do not get the... Uh, use of like using AutoCAD and Revit and all that good stuff when you're in university for the first while anyways at least um, and then you're not getting like the like let's make models in this class let's like do th the things that you can actually like visualize instead of all theory experience yeah it's the you're, experience you're, it's straight you're, up you're doing the things that you, like you're experiencing yeah. doing the and, and like learning through that yeah, and we even had like a, a class where we went into the shop where we were literally building a house. So like you're sitting in class drawing wall frames and stuff and, and a, a bunch of different foundations and stuff. And then you go and you're like literally nailing a, a, a frame together for a wall. Mm -hmm. And it's like you can see the your measurements on AutoCAD, let's say, and then see them in real life. And I feel like that is something that is um, like a priceless like opportunity mm -hmm. honestly yeah um and then as you with your time at say um i keep saying um i gotta tell myself it's not so <laughs> much <laughs> uh the the clubs you were joining as well like i think one one where we both have connection to the state Magic society. Yeah, didn't you start it? Or did. you, were, you were a part of starting it? I, I did. Me, Jeremy, and Wayne, we, we all started that club. And uh, it, was, it was funny. We started that club after a project management class where we did a presentation and we absolutely slayed it. Absolutely slayed it. Um, I definitely plan to have those guys on here soon, especially... Um, I'll just reach out to them here really soon. Um, we started it, 
and we wanted to bring that like networking side to students and giving them that practical side that we had to go through through the project. I know Jeremy definitely brought the idea up, and I was, at the time I was playing football and everything, and I said, "Hey, I'm down. I don't know my time frame, but like, um, I'm in." And it was one thing to where we just kept, we just had a lot of success, got a lot of memberships, um, email lists and everything. And it was really cool to develop that side because I definitely learned a lot of physical or tangible skills there, which were transferred over to things I'm doing now and to see it being passed off and, and growing it and you take over because you were the director of marketing. Yeah. 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 I mean, but, I, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm I, I was the uh, in marketing, so I'm like, it's fitting to like mm-hmm. come come in and try to yeah yeah and do it and see see it be passed along. Have you run it and then be transferred along as well? Like it was very unique because I made I wanted to make sure I kept a close not like a overwatching eye, but like close eye on like seeing it passed on the workings of that because that's like that's business as well like. You know, it's, it's from one leadership team to another next and it gets down the line yeah definitely um and i'm not sure kind of what was the main focus it was it was management society yeah state management society and we picked that name because there's say accounting there's, there's there was a they're all accounting clubs but there's no management one yeah and so we said all right let's do management because the nice thing i really like with management is it encompasses a little bit of everything. Yeah, but but in order to manage, you mm-hmm. have to encompass everything. Mm-hmm. And to encompass everything, that's a network. Yeah. And that's that's what it turned into is the student networking um, spot. It was State Student Networking. That's when, when I joined mm-hmm. there, which is invaluable, especially in university. If, if In university, in, in a polytechnic like State, um, the most valuable piece of... Um, that you could take away, I think, is the network that you can build, the opportunities that you have there. So I was like, why not? Why mm-hmm. not, why not be a, like a, a main part of having the students um, not only improve their network, but being able to improve mine as well? You mm-hmm. know, by by putting on by putting on some uh, events and whatnot. And yeah, everything that's huge. And even with the events, like I'm, I'm like, I look back at that, I'm like, there was definitely a lot of events where. I was thrown into MC or what? I was like, well, <laughs> here we go. And um, all the public speaking that it had it brought. Like I'm sure for you as well, like the events and learning how all that runs. Yeah, you know, I put I put one on um, called Sate Tank because mm-hmm. I'm like I'm like I'm an entrepreneur. I have business ideas that I'm working on. I was actually working on this. It was called the the technology app or technology company that we um, just have started here. It was called something else, but I was like, um, I have the opportunity through my networking to, um, you know, kind of not pitch this, but like run it by people that can put me in better places. And students might not be aware that that is a possibility and, and not even just a possibility, but it's such a tangible possibility in uh, a polytechnic or in a university. So... I, I did Sate Tank to, um, I found three students um, with business ideas, right? And, and you know, as, as a fresh starting, as a fresh entrepreneur, if you will, right? Um, those beginning steps are kind of unknown. It's kind of like your podcast, right? You got you to gotta figure them out as you go. Um, 
And, and I'm like, well, this is a perfect way to incorporate alumni. So I went out and uh, kind of searched or made some connections with state alumni who, um, who were running their own businesses or were a few steps down the road with running their own business and brought them in to advise students because then it's a little bit it's a little bit more uh, bite sized if you will right you're not talking to um, somebody who's running a Fortune 500 or or a, a massive company or even a company that's making significant revenue that you're just like I am like uh, an ant compared to this right <laughs> it's it's a little bit like okay all right I I can listen to you or I'm more open minded to listening to you and that was kind of the process behind that yeah. That's that's awesome. Um, it is. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. And to, to to lead into the I guess next to last, like you said with Neo, I remember when we had our lunch back in or our evening dinner. I think it was more dinner because it was in the evening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, but uh, you just you were just so um, enthralled with the idea of working with the co-founders of Skip the Dish and having like really being elbow to elbow with them, yeah. picking their brain. And helping build 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 a company up and seeing that from a level of where it's like these guys have built built a company, been there, done it, got a t-shirt, now doing something new, and just taking that knowledge and bringing it over, and to be then elbows elbow with them, like that's that's quite a hands-on education. Yeah. From. Yeah, and and like that's one of those examples where you 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 feel like an ant, but the thing is, the the reason why I was so unfathomed with it is that. I didn't feel like an ant because, I, I mean, in terms of financial or whatever, yes, of course. Um, but the way that they problem solve an attack is just critical thinking, right? And, and not to downplay anything that they've done because it takes a huge amount of effort to build a company like Skip the Dishes or to even get a company like Neo Financial to um, a stage. I, I think they've been at it maybe close to two years now, one a year and a half where it's at. It's mm-hmm. huge. I, I'm finding it out right now. I'm, I'm day one into incorporation <laughs> and holy cow, it is crazy. Uh, it, it is a crazy amount of effort and work. So I, I definitely look up to all of those guys and, and anybody who's built a massive company or even is, is putting in the, the sweat and tears to, mm-hmm. a lot of tears, to, uh, <laughs> to build their own. <laughs> yeah. What would, would you say be your... I'll let Kelsey speak because I feel like I'm hogging the mic. It's my turn, Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm just letting you go. What was the biggest dynamic you took away from Neo that you want to bring into your own company? Not so much information or technology or IP-wise, intellectual property, but culture-wise. Authenticity. It was, it was insane. Like You think about a bank and how they talk to their customers, <laughs> how they talk to their yeah. partners. right very professional in the emails and whatnot and um definitely not saying that neo financial is unprofessional it was always handled with profession but like the amount of authenticity that they brought that they just wanted to be there for their customers for their partners care for them like actually they they give a crap about them um that was it was amazing to see and even between each other like i said elbow or not elbow to elbow per se but um pretty close to to the, the one of the co-founders and like you can talk to him like a person and and it was just really really cool to see the authenticity come through awesome. i think authenticity is huge mm-hmm. to be and but also to be a part of a company that's like kept their authenticity throughout years 
as well. Obviously, Neo is like fairly new, but yeah, when you find a company, even if you're just working for them, if they're authentic and they've been authentic for a duration of time, I think that's so respectable. You know, like just to be part of something that is not just like a like put your head down and do your fucking work. You know. Well, it it shows that you're you're there for a purpose. Yeah, that you're right? important. You're, you're not you're not masking your ability to make profit or something. Yeah. With you know putting on a smile, it's like you 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 can tell. It's just the same way as you can tell if you're being authentic um, with a person or with a friend or whatnot. You can tell when they're just like. I don't want to talk to you right now mm-hmm. or yeah. whatever, right? That's a good tangible to keep in mind. I'll let Kelsey take over the mic for a little bit or <laughs> yeah. handle our transition here. <laughs> That's okay. Like it's, it's, I mean, I'm just letting you go. But what are some of the other, so you said traveling is part of your like networking experience. Um, and then this, you know, obviously you have like the, the um, being part of the clubs at say, all that good stuff is networking, and then you have the skip to dishes. And what are other some some other experiences or jobs or something that allowed for this networking to happen? Like what what have you taken away? I think I mean like running the landscaping company, which at least by my definition was not a huge company at all or 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 whatnot, but like. It allowed me to practice communication to my customers and whatnot. Communication is such a huge part of networking. In this day and age, networking is everything, right? You can like play this out, for example. You have, you have your, your uh, degree, right? And you're going around for your job and stuff. What do you think happens with the resumes that come into those jobs? More or less, they either get filed in a massive pile of the rest of the resumes that they got and their friend or friend of a friend or friend in industry or person that they know who recommended this person because they are somebody commendable by them gets the job Mm -hmm. right so all that and that and that person if they're not networked or, or have a network of people like that who are able to recommend them forward to other connections you you limit you're limiting yourself right um huge (laughs) a huge platform right now for networking is linkedin i i see i see a lot of my friends um and and just and people i i connect with on there um i I, in my perspective not utilizing it to its full capabilities that is your door in or that like that is that is your key into um to a massive network and it's as easy as like connecting or like you're pushing a connect button at the minimum or put or pushing a connect button with a small message that says hey you're in my industry uh i'd love to jump on a, a 15 15 20 minute uh zoom call with you just to kind of like here or like post covid times um <laughs> go for a coffee right um and it's like but I, i'm but i'm not but like i'm not directly gaining anything from that right there's no you know not not even that that guy's friend has a connection to the job I want or whatever. It could be, right? But if you're putting these feelers out in the industry that you're in, it's inevitable that it's you're, you're gonna um, be able to go way further than you would with just just um, not having a massive network. 
I, I network is huge. Network is everything, to me at least. I I, I like that, and I'm sure you can agree with the the saying: "It's not what you know, it's who you know." Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, that's always been one thing to which become very aware of and know. Like, if I'm able to help build a relationship, all right. Not that I'm trying to be more transaction based, but relationships will help will help me and my endeavors and everything like you know I, I i think of that as who you know to where i can say the example here like in my building i try i make a i make a point to get to know and and relate to the security guards in our building yeah like even though they probably have no connection to me what i'm doing but is that that point to where it's like i built a relationship where there might come a day where i say oh Talking. Your car stuck outside. Car stuck outside. Oh yeah, you you always. Speak you're to you're me. about to be late to a meeting. Yeah. And security guy knows you. What's up, Omari? What's up, Omari? Uh, mm-hmm. Looks like you need a push. Need a push. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Or or yeah. or further with network. Oh, yeah, on the life side, the the on maybe on the business side, always trying to help someone, sharing their, sharing their information. Like I have a, a good friend of mine, Navia, who I do aim to have her on the podcast. So she's like our HR professional, right? I got a text and hey, do you know any, do you know anyone looking for this, this and this? Uh, I don't know, but keep my lookout. And that was one thing to where I, you know, scoured, scoured some resources, asked some questions, sent a couple texts, and fortunately nothing came up. But it was just the effort that I'm sure mm-hmm. was more appreciated than oh, you didn't find anything. No, um, it's being able to network yourself is huge, and I feel like there's people where it comes natural to them. And the, those that are like very uh, very shy, and part of that part of that I think is just because of how people were raised. People were raised to where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm very, um, let's say more sheltered, but not being able to do things for yourself. Like one way one way I can relate this is remember the time to where like, say say you wanted to go into a store and ask a question. And your parents are like, okay, you go do it. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Everyone remembers that first day. You know, you're like, I have to go do that. But mom, like, you always ask for me. No, no, like, you can go ask the lady at the front, customer service guy, the clerk, the this, yep. whoever, the question you had in your mind. And I feel like that experience will, like, unlock your ability to be a good networker to where it's like, oh, that wasn't so bad. And you can start talking to people, getting out, being more comfortable. And as you grow older, you get more of your shell. I feel like that was a huge um, spark. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember that day for me where, like, the dentist office. Was <laughs> like, and I was like, oh, dad, like, what's your appointment? Go ask. <laughs> but, but went in, asked. I'm like, oh, this is not that it's, bad. It's, it's crazy how fear, um, how we as humans, like, um, perceive fear as mm. it's just something that you can't overcome. I, like and relating it back to traveling, like you when you don't have a choice, I would tell people put yourselves in situ. This is exactly it. Put yourself in situations where you don't have a choice, and th- that that relates to being uncomfortable, right? Put purposefully put yourself in uncomfortable situations, and I promise you, you will grow, hundred percent. Absolutely, and with that. Fair to say when you're traveling, like, you know, and one thing with your whole travel experience, I found it so unique was your dad basically gave you your ticket, but it was a one-way ticket. Yeah. 
find your own way back find your own way back and i want to i want to i want to get into a bit of like you know your dad and his raising and his parenting because it definitely sounds like he has the parenting style where he has you go and figure things out on your own a bit with a touch of that and then um being able to say here's your push it wasn't like a out like not allowed to stay in my place but it was like go experience the world and make your way back yeah yeah there's and and like no sympathy in it too Mm -hmm. (laughs) like (laughs) and but that like it hardens you not not a way of being like tougher or whatever but just just in a way where you get to be in those situations right and sometimes you do need that first push Mm-hmm. right and and again now this is where I, I love getting into this too it's about your community you surround yourself with big we talk about it all the time Kelsey, we talk about it all the time hands in the air she's like oh no praise jesus yeah <laughs> it didn't it didn't quite go like that but i did put my hand up because i'm this literally comes up probably every single episode at least once it's i gotta jump in here this this is this is like my mantra um and I heard it in a podcast from Tom Bilyeu, for any fans out there. Love the guy. Um, he, I think he was interviewing a guy named uh, Les Browns. And Les Browns was talking about OQP. It's only quality people. Now, I, I mean, it does sound a little, uh, uh, ex, ex, what, elite, not elitist, but like, yeah, kind of elitist. That's not the intention at all. It's, you define quality. Yeah. You define what type of people you have in your community around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you consume and what you surround yourself with, you know, relating it to the being an uncomfortable situation. If you have people who are constantly pushing you and you pushing back to, to put themselves in uncomfortable situations and you're all growing, you're growing as a community and it's exponential. Um, that, 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 I'm, that this is what I, I always call people who are in that uh, community OQP, like this guy's OQP, that guy's OQP. Um, and that's that's the community that that I'm I'm kind of starting uh, right now. I, mm-hmm. I I haven't solidified anything, but mm-hmm. um, definitely intentional with the people that I surround myself with. Um, not not to not in, a, in an excluding way, but in a way um, to grow. Yep, hundred percent. And I think it's it's just again for the literally nineteenth time. I swear, because nineteen <laughs> 19, <laughs> 19 episodes. <laughs> If you haven't figured it out yet, please, please figure it out. Like really listen to all of these people because it's, this is how important it is. That's literally been brought up 19 times, even on the episodes where it's just me and Omari, right? Like this stuff is so important to your growth and your future. And like, just, just everything about your path. Like you really need to sit down with yourself and be like, who are the people I need around me? And you need to either distance or you know do what you need to do like but it's it's so important this this uh, leads into my favorite quote that, perfect that you uh you create your own luck yes okay good because i have a question about that yeah. i saw that on your instagram yeah um so i want to know what that phrase means to you yeah it the happenings like i said you can't control what life mm-hmm. um throws at you but you can control your response to it you can control your actions um, in like wh- what you do in regard to that. So, um, yeah, I, for me, there is no, uh, like when people, like I, 
<laughs> I'm just getting tripped up here with my word. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you hear these people who are successful with their companies, and, and I bet you they hate the word that people, when people are like, you're so lucky, like you got lucky, you got lucky. It's like, and then you get the cliche, you know, you weren't in their heads, like you weren't there for the beginning stages, right? Mm-hmm. But like, they put in the sweat, the work, they they made it happen. Like, if you're putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, if you're putting yourself in situations or surrounding yourself with a community where you're going to grow, then that that leads to you making more connections and those connections could lead to you starting a founding team like mm-hmm. mine that's exactly what happened is for, for, like i swear if i didn't make the decision to switch to business at state or even ask myself what i wanted who knows if i would have gone to business school so on and so forth at business school made the connection with Craig Elias or Elias, I don't know how to say his name, um, and and him passed me on to Neo, and that's word of mouth to Neo. Like like I'm pretty sure there was like many if not hundreds of applicants for the first initial internship roles at Neo. I didn't even know that until the day before, and the only reason I knew was because of a connection that I made. Yep. And so I I put myself in places that led to that connection. So I didn't get lucky that I got the internship. No, you worked for that. You, you like passively, I guess yeah. you could say, but like I created that luck, if you will. And, and by intentionally surrounding yourself with the right people and the right opportunities, you create your own luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you worked to make the intentions. Yeah. But when I saw that, um, it reminds me because when I saw that on your, in your Instagram, um, I, it reminded me like, I'm a huge Rob Deerdeck fan. I have been since, uh, he had the fantasy factory out and, uh, his, one of his like slogans or whatever is make your own luck. And so that like jogged my memory. Cause I don't know if, if you guys know, or any of the listeners know, but like Rob Deerdeck has a lot of business, like a lot. He does quite well. He, he does well. So like maybe like take a little Google search or something, but, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Again, make your own luck. Like, I think it's so, it's relevant. Because he has a shoe brand, skateboarding brand. He has a, yeah, he has um, also Momentus is his. It's like a, uh, what do they have, protein kind of thing. I follow them on Instagram. Let me just check it out. Hold on a quick sec here. Fact checks. I'm just going to, yeah, it's called Momentus. um, And he was the one that started that. There we go. Yep, that's the one. Supplements for CrossFit. Ooh. Subscribe and save twenty percent off your first order. Anyways, yeah, vitamins and supplements. They like protein and whatnot. He's also got these. Oh, they. Are, I can picture the package. It's got a pig on it. Hold on, I'm checking it out again. Oh, he's got these. He's got these uh, superfood bars. Um, his wife also. Oof, she's a powerhouse too. Brianna Deerdeck. Mm, follow her on Instagram. Super, super good intro into that too. Like the person like that you are closest with as well. Like that's part of that's part of your community, your circle. Mm-hmm. I I am intentful with intentful is that even the word? Intentional with yeah. <laughs> with uh, Intention, yeah. uh, with with you know who I kind of surround myself in my relationships. Mm-hmm. as well because they are closest to you 
Mm-hmm. And and if they're not putting you in uncomfortable situations or kind of, you know, giving you the, the kick in the butt to to um, put yourself in those situations or just being the supportive person, like that that's the closest person to you. More or less. Yeah. I mean like your parents and your family mm-hmm. and stuff, but yeah. Yeah. Just, just wanted to add that. <laughs> um yeah, because I mean Rob was the one like aiding his wife in that too to be successful. And she was successful before but I mean like to have someone like you said to be close to you and be like hey like you got it I support you let's fucking crush this shit out like you can do it and I'm like your biggest fan I feel like that's like something that you need to look for you know what I mean it's important foundational I found what it was it's called pigless pork rinds it's it's like a vegan I think snack oh Um, that's that's cool yeah, and then he's got these uh, like superfood like mind right bars. He's got a lot of stuff, and he is he's fucking killing it. So that example right there too of like, you know, networking. He went from like a skateboarder to vegan f- snack maker. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter where you go. It no, re- it doesn't. Re- it really doesn't. Once once you open your mind and once you allow yourself to, um, you know, just do what you're passionate about. Follow, follow, like seriously follow your passion or allow yourself to give it a try mm-hmm. at least because you never know you never know and it's so cliche and i hate cliches because of how quickly they're passed over like oh yeah, yeah you know, throw it out the back of your mind but like really put yourself in a situation of being you know i don't know what we'll be old when we're old but let's say 80, <laughs> 80 plus right yeah and and I saw this on Instagram the other day and, and thinking back and like, what if I just tried my dreams? You can fail, right? You can fail. You learn from that. Okay, stay, stay in your lane or you, you change directions and whatnot. But to not try, like, oof, I, w- I would hate to have that feeling of never being able to go back. It's like re- that regret kind of thing. And it... I feel like I saw this somewhere. Maybe it was Instagram or maybe it was shameless. <laughs> but regardless, he was like, or maybe it was Gary V. Anyways, he was like, you do your stuff right now because if you don't do it, he's like, you're 27. It was Gary V. He was like, you're 27. You're young. He's like, imagine being 90 and not doing the things that you wanted to do and then having to look yourself in the eye or looking at this 90-year-old man and seeing the regret in his eyes. Like he's like that's heartbreaking. Yeah, I, I I'm on board. I love Gary V. Gary V is I'm a huge fan. Um, and, and the and the time aspect too. That's something I've been getting a little bit more acquainted with. With when you take yourself out of society and the rules or the boxes that we place ourselves in, we actually have a lot of time. Like being young, young, mm-hmm. young. You know, I assume we're all you know mid twenties or mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, not not go- not gonna throw ages out. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I look twelve. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, no, because like, you, and and the ability to change your path and your direction, it's continuous. You can always you can always change it. Now, like, as you get older, you acquire more responsibilities, right? Whether that's family or financial obligations and whatnot, but why not when you're young like when he says go high risk gary v says go high yep. risk high when, risk when you're young mm-hmm. i i out of out of my friends and whatnot like i feel like the old guy really because i'm i am 
not on the older side, but out of my friends, right? I'm I'm one of the oldest and like haven't finished the degree. I did two years biomedical. I did one and a half business. And guess what? I ain't going to school this semester because I'm starting on this business and whatnot. But, but that's my passion. That's what I'm interested in right now. And it could fail and it could put me back in my place to go back into school and whatnot. But I really hope it doesn't. Yeah, but you never know until you but try you it. Know. You never know. And like not crapping on any schooling right now, but like online school, what was the most valuable thing I said about school? Networking. And the networking yep. is significantly dis- decreased when you're just on video calls or reading out of a textbook, like teaching yourself out of a textbook. And tuition is going up. Yeah. What? All the- that is that is table flip worthy. Well, I mean, like, I don't know. I'm sure that there are reasons. Um, so I'm not, oh, probably. you know, like, I'm not going to get into that. But um, it just seems like a really good time to focus on your passion and what you want to do. 100%. When- when there's so much, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Maybe time. I feel like there's so much time, maybe is the word, because even the first lockdown, like, you were forced to do nothing, like, that you're used to. No, you were forced to be put in an uncomfortable situation. Yeah, that's the right words. That's the one. And that's the your one. response to that is how you create your own luck. Okay, you flipped I'm, it I'm around. Tying it back. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> no, it no, back. it's true. But like when you think about it, it's like everybody's schedule is so busy. And for a lot of people sitting at home, not being able to go to work or having their business closed so they can't even work from home and doing like I'm air quotes, nothing is a time to do. This is what I was going to say is the time to do what you've wanted to do. Like how many businesses did you see on TikTok, for example, um, absolutely thrive because they're like, I'm not doing anything where my schedule is constantly full. And now I have the time to sit down and be like, yeah, I actually really like customizing shoes. I actually really like designing clothes or making cool epoxy keychains. Like it doesn't even matter what it is. It gave people time. Yeah. Yeah. The opportunity. So it's like, if you're not doing that now, like, do it. Mm-hmm. Try yeah, and it. the barrier to entry is fear. Yeah, exactly. There's literally no reason not to do it. I really like that. Barrier of entry is fear. Yeah. Put it aside. Make that little jump. <laughs> like, honestly, I, I, I'm a perfectionist at heart. So, like, when... Um, when I'm trying to take something on, I want to take everything on. Like when we were talking about earlier before we started the podcast here, like, you know, do you start podcast from the very beginning when you're starting a new podcast or do you just kind of pick and choose as is? I go from the beginning or I used to, right? Um, but it's, you, you make that barrier to, you know, kind of starting so, seem so big because you're like, crap, I've, I mean, even here, I've got 19 episodes to get caught up to current or like, to um, you know, learn learn how to do paintings or t-shirt design and stuff. It's all of this work. Just try the first step. Like literally, set your expectations as low as possible because exceeding them feels great. It does. It 100%. feels it feels great, and that great feeling is then associated with the task that you started and the interest that you were interested with. Mm-hmm. So now you want to do it again because like the barrier was so. 
so small. Mm-hmm. Now do it again. Set your expectations really low, but they're going to be a little bit higher than from the beginning. And it, then you get into all these cliches like how do you, you know, get the ball, the snowball running down the hill? It's, it's the first little bit or this or that. Like it's the first steps or you just the, the first, uh, how do you, you travel a kilometer? It's the first couple of steps, yada, 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 cliche. Mm-hmm. But like, honestly, try it, try it. I think goal setting is a good idea for that. Mm-hmm. Set a goal and then, you know, work towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to lead into our next, next path with, obviously there's, there's a bunch of, bunch of advice there. What would be the one piece of advice that you'd like to give, um, to others wanting a similar, a similar path that you've taken? Uh, I want to go back to authenticity, like really what you want, because then you're going to love it and you're going to like your path no matter what. And it, like I said, it's really hard in the society we've built for ourselves. But like, do it, like do it on the side, do it as a secret, create another account that people don't know, and just do it a little bit, or or just share it with your friends. Something that creates the barrier of entry to be so low that you can start on something you love. Authenticity, whether that's traveling or business or whatever the heck, or arts or or whatnot. Um, just bring yourself to the table because that, that's what's becoming more and more valuable within within our world, right? Like, why do you think neo-financial has taken off? Mm-hmm. They sincerely serve their customers. And and I guess I can touch on that with Neo on the, on the financial side of things, being able to be so authentic and real people about their financial situation um, is real because... People have, have felt left behind. They felt um, disserviced from the from the traditional banks. And I don't want to go out like blaming one, but you know, from the work that I see that I do, and I think Josh is mentioning with the people he he serves, people just you know they get left behind quite easily. And um, it's exciting to hear the new blood that Neil wants to build in. Right, we care for people, use the technology and the streamline that process because um, technology is definitely the gap for us as a new age and as well um, the new blood. You know, like when I heard you was coming to Calgary, I was like, oh, sick, like, how do I get a card? And it was nice to get the credit card coming in and see that. And I didn't know, I'm not one to blow the credit card right out of the sky, but. <laughs> To use a careful with it, I set the I set the limit really low. Like I'm not trying to add another credit card. If I got two Neo and T, and that's it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'll I'll add one more um, for people who are trying to follow the same path, and that's to have purpose bigger than what's going on, or bigger than what you know you're um, currently doing, because purpose always carries through right sometimes the task at hand will change um my my founding team and myself did a, a really cool exercise this morning and it's called I forget who's by ryan knows uh it's one word what's the one word that describes your business in totality right and for us at uh snaply it's impact right how how do we impact um optimizing our our, our merchants uh marketing Mm-hmm. How do we um, impact our customers' engagement with advertising? Everybody hates advertising. How do we impact that? 
Um, anyways, the one word um, kind of theory or what or whatnot relates to purpose. Like, what is the entire purpose? So, be authentic and and bring purpose to what you do. Boom. 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 That's good. It's good. Um, yeah, I think that's that's really good. People will definitely take a lot of value from hearing that. And I think I mentioned this in the last episode, more value adding to 2021. Yep, you know, definitely. We're starting to get out of that corona, the corona funk and, you know, definitely bring a lot of value to this. And I want to thank you again for, for coming on and dropping some knowledge and the experience and all the areas of life where you've grown, right, which, is, which is huge. Is there anything on your mind that you want to discuss? Yeah, it's, I, I, I think coming out of the holidays here, it relates perfectly because I'm, I'm going through this right now too, uh, digging yourself out of a rut. Or maybe that relates to making those first steps, right? And I don't want to, you know, I, I've, I've had advice from people and like, I don't want to write down, you know, like, like reflect on, write down what I think are many steps that I can go forward. Um, I'd rather just stay comfortable in my, you know, holiday eating and <laughs> my relaxing and, you know, playing video games or watching movies or watching Netflix or whatever. Um, how, uh, and I'm, I'm figuring that out right now too. Like, how do I, I, I'm somebody who, you know, when I'm on my game, I'm up at 5am, I'm meditating, I'm exercising, I'm reading, I'm writing in my journal. I'm, I'm impactful or I have, I've like that purpose. Hey, maybe that, maybe I just answered my own problem there. Go back to your purpose. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's relevant too for people. And also we had talked about journaling before we started mm -hmm. and like, I agree. I strongly recommend journaling hundred percent. It, it, to me, it's like a time capsule because sure you can always write down in the future what happened in the past but to capture it in the moment is unlike anything else. You, you capture exactly what you were thinking and feeling, which is you, you can write about it in the future, but whether the um, heart is there, I don't know. It, it's very time relevant in that moment. Um, and I think, too, to go back and look at what you were saying, and also I feel like if you're journaling... Um, I, I feel like for me anyways, it's super helpful to um, write down things that I'm grateful for for that day. And I try not to make them like uh, super specific, like uh, as in people, um, maybe more like general, thankful for my friends or my circle. Um, but like to be thankful for like, or grateful for whatever it may be, being able to drive to the mountains, being able to, you know, um, have a dog and being able to like wake up in the morning and eat a healthy breakfast. And that's what I'm grateful for today. You know what I mean? And then when you look back on it and you're like, there was a lot of really good things and maybe I was in a, a, a hard time, but like, look at all the good things I saw. You know what I mean? Gratefuls are huge. Um, I think I, I haven't really touched on that in this podcast from, from traveling, but like just, having my, my, my eyes open and my mind open to other cultures and ways and like then being able to compare to what we have here. I feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm living the dream already and just grateful for what I have because mm -hmm. 
you, you just don't know those other situations. Yeah, 100%. Big time. Definitely. Big time. Um, with that being said, Kelsey, you had a quote I of do. the day? Or are we going to leave the quote with create your own luck? Because I feel like that is pretty impactful as well. Or do you, or do you yeah, have one? I, I do have one, but we could leave it at that if... Let's, let's bring it in. Let's bring it in. You want me to say it? Say it. Okay. Okay, so I think... This one's really relevant and it has like a small bit of a backstory. Um, and if you are a listener and you've listened to episode 14 with Janae, um, I had mentioned in that quote that my uncle had given me some great pieces of, pieces of advice um, before he passed away, um, which is one of my tattoos, the or. Um, but this next one, I had mentioned that I had another one from him. Um, and this is something that I think about frequently because it had such an impact on me. And um, what he would say was, whether you think you can or not, you're right. And I feel like that's, it's a, it's a heavy hitter. Yeah. What, do you, do you have thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Say, say the quote again. Whether you think you can or not, you're right. It's, it's all in, in your perception of what you can or cannot do. That, that's exactly what that quote is saying. Like, yep. you, you define you. And that goes back to what, what is my, my, the biggest thing for me? And that's authenticity. You define yourself, be, mm-hmm. be yourself. Yeah. hundred percent. And that's why it's stuck with me. Cause it's so, you can relate it to everything, mm-hmm. literally everything. Cause if you think you can't do it, yeah, you're right. But if you think you can do it, you're right. It's just like, I, when I, when I hear that, I think about this rut that I'm trying to like pull myself out of. Today was mm-hmm. the first day I got back to exercising early and whatnot, but like it was because last night, we incorporated yesterday, last night, late, mm-hmm. went through it. And I went to bed, like, feeling accomplished. And I, it, 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 having something that made me feel good and accomplished made me want to attack something else that would make me feel good and accomplished. And for me, that was, like, getting my routine back, trying to get my routine back. Went for, instead of going for a 20-minute run, I literally went for a five-minute run and did, like, just this really crappy shoulder workout. I, I usually love getting into the workouts, but like just just to like reduce the barrier of entry, you define what you can and you can't do. 100%. And, and yeah, like I said, it can be anything. Exercise, a business, um, sports, literally anything. And I think he told it to me when I... He's, they're, a, they're a big football family, um, but... I grew up playing hockey and basketball and all that good stuff, but I was, we were talking about hockey and how I just wanted to like, I just wanted to like do more and I wanted to be better and grow and all the things. And he, and I wanted to try out for a specific team and he was like, and I just felt down, you know? And he was like, well, Kels, whether you think you can or not, you're right. And I was like, oh shit. And then, yeah, I ended up doing it. So do you have any thoughts about that quote, Omari? Read it to me one more time. Whether you think you can or not, you're right. Mind games. Mm. That's what I think, mind games. Mm. You, you are your own worst enemy. That's what I think of that. Because, I mean, I always think of times people will always complain about, I don't say always complain, but they'll just go on and on about how they're a victim. And it's like, you're right. You, know, you are a victim to your own mess. Or people who are like, these are the actions I took to get myself out of this rut. You're right. Those are the right steps to take. Um, what you tell yourself is is gonna be is gonna 
fuel you into whatever situation or standard you live in. And so, um, I just like to say, less like a good mind game when we play with ourselves. Because obviously, we are our own worst enemy. Because if we all, I'm too scared. The barrier of entry is too fearful. Um, right. And I think, I know in the last quote of the day, I was quite direct. But these are like, when you hear these quotes, like, you gotta ask yourself, you know, what are you telling yourself? Oh, am I, am I this? Am I too out of shape? Am I whatever the reason may be? I'm not trying to pick one here, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm jumping in here. Um, it takes me a while. It, it takes me a while to hear myself mm-hmm. or to hear um, the whispers, those whispers that are. Uh, you know, kind of telling you what's wrong or whatnot. But um, what I'm trying to get at is I let, I let, I allow myself to sit in the rut. I, I really do. Right. Like it has been two weeks. Like I felt this way mm. before the new year. Right. Cause I was sit, like, I'm usually somebody who's just, like high performing on it all the time. Go, yeah. go, 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 go. And I allowed myself off for five days. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy to some people, but I allowed myself to just like, do nothing for five days and i've been feeling this way for two weeks but i let myself sink deeper into the rut um depends on what rut you're sinking into because i don't want to you know advise that to, <laughs> to yeah. people but like you know if it's if it's about yourself and self kind of um you know you're just like kind of like i know i should but i shouldn't or whatever right let yourself sit in it deeper Take more time to play video games. Do whatever. Because you're going to feel crappier and crappier and crappier to a point where doing anything is going to be such a low expectation that it's going to feel good. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, 100%. And then you, and then you build from there. Mm-hmm. That's one of my tricks. I know I know it's crap and I know there's some like time-sensitive situations where it's like, I can't just let myself sit. I have to try and get myself to go, 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 go. Um, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes letting yourself sit in it, kind of just marinate. Yeah. You have to feel yeah. it sometimes and yeah. then step out. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Amari. There, and I like that to where it's like you get to a point to where it's no more and you really just want to accept it and then you just force your, force your way out. Yeah, because you feel ugly. You feel disgusting. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, that was deep. I wasn't yeah. just like, okay, I... You know, I cleaned my room today. It's like, no, I did absolutely nothing. I don't know. <laughs> and yeah. to, to touch on that, do you ever feel like, as, as someone who's high performer, you're really you're like, oh, I know I can get back to that point. I'm I'm in it right now. You're like, I'm, I'm in it. There was a time when, when I made the switch to say that I like seriously for a month and a half was up at 5 a.m. every day on it, clean room, getting all those like you know those those. Uh, tasks you put in your closet and they get super dusty mm-hmm. like i haven't touched them but i know i should and it's eating away at the back of my mind like i i got them out everything was clean um but yeah right now i'm i'm back there mm-hmm. but i'm not i'm not putting myself down for it i'm letting myself sit in it because now like i said or to kelsey i think uh when like i went for a run this morning right i, I let my barrier of entry be so low that for me at least a run this morning was nothing like a 10 minute run this morning is nothing mm-hmm. compared to my like hour and a half or whatever workout yeah and i i, I see that as really i don't say for myself i've definitely been lax with 
the workouts to compared to what gyms were open. But I'm definitely looking forward to see myself shoot out of that rut. And right? it might and you might not be a shootout. Mm-hmm. And and I was and I was thinking to myself like, what if I it, it's a it's a crawl, it's a fight. It's mm-hmm. I got to claw my way back, and um, I'm grateful to know the position I'm in to where like I I have the habits and I'll I'll create the habits to get my way out eventually. So that's something to which. You know, like you say, you let yourself sit it so you let the barrier reach you so slow. And um, myself, I just know however low I get, I have to you know, step forward. And well, you're right. Mm-hmm. I think we're back to it. Yeah, two two different ways to explain it. And it's all it's all good. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. That's uh, that was sick. Well, that was sick. Everyone, thank you for com- Thank you for coming. Yeah, thank um, you. That was good. You know, no love to have you on. It was great to get to know you, know you more, and the mindset and things you got planned. And congrats on the incorporation. Thank you. Right, definitely. Um, t- take 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 as long as you need. We'll kind of let I'll let yourself plug what uh, you can. Like, can people find you and your company on Instagram and all the socials? By the time they hear this, they will. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Snapply, Snapply Technology. Yeah. Perfect. We'll take and you. With the IPO, so I can pick up some shares. <laughs> <laughs> to be determined. To be determined. Let us know. Let us know. Untitled. Go. You might get a little heads up. Who knows? Ah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like insider trading, and I don't want. I don't want the uh, whoever following us. <laughs> no, I'm. I was just joking. Okay, good. Because I was literally just joking. Heads up. Yeah. All of us are like, we're trying to stay compliant out here. I want to keep my license. I'm sure. <laughs> no, no, I was literally just joking. Kelsey's out here joking. Yeah, we're like, eh, they're like, no, there's no jokes. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I joke about this. Come on, what do you think we are? Some big billionaires who just trade behind uh, scenes and make billions off each other? No way. Okay, you're just really misinterpreting <laughs> everything. I know, we're teasing, we're teasing. You're doing this on purpose. We're teasing, you know? But yeah, definitely let us know um, when you guys go up. Like, we'll share it. Hope you guys get that get that social media love and everything. And um, looking forward to seeing what you guys build and, you know, grow from there. Yeah, yeah, it's for you guys. You'll see keep up with it go go check it out just to we'll, just to see what's up we'll, we'll we'll keep it up and everyone here on title definitely get to hear about it so um with that being said folks uh i hope you all take a lot of value out of that um a lot of experience network for yourself i think network networking is going to be huge especially coming out of this whole covid era we're in we've had a lax in that area less face-to-face but start um, now Start now. Start Book now. some meetings now. Book some Today. meetings. Do some virtual coffees as well. Yeah. Um, do what you got to do. So with that being said, eat your veggies, drink your water, and cash them big checks. All right? Always. I like All right, it. folks. Take care. Bye. Catch you later. You going to say bye? Uh, I, I can say bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Peace. Split. Sweet.